0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. On the brains, Pro Farmer estimated the Iowa corn crop at 180 bushel per acre, down 11% from USDA, at 202 bushel per acre the end of July. I think that both Pro Farmer and USDA were right at the time that they took their look at the crops. Crops are deteriorating and that deterioration is accelerating. It was 202 bushel per acre on August 1st, 180 bushel per acre last week, and will have fallen further this week ahead of rain just actually they come. We've been lied to a lot the last few weeks by forecasters looking at models calling for rains in our region. Enough so after protracted drought to warrant skepticism. We believe in rain now when we see it. Once local conditions have dried out, systems have to carry moisture with them. The heat dome over the western United States is extremely powerful and has even kept the Corn Belt too hot, even being just close to it. Forecasters have been wrong calling for cooler temperatures too. Hurricanes in the Gulf may help push moisture north, but even that moisture is not forecast to push into the driest areas of the Corn Belt. Crop condition is heading south at a fast trot. The history is for the final NASH yield to be slightly above the pro-farmer crop tour yield. The largest variance, however, where the NAS final yield was lower than pro-farmer was in 2010 with 11.3 bushel per acre difference, nearly a 7% decline. A month ago, with high crop condition ratings and rain in the forecast, it appeared to be very highly probable that the September crop report and subsequent harvest yield would beat the August survey. One derecho and flash drought later, I think that prospect is gone. Crop condition ratings should show significant deterioration. The trade was looking for 2% and it's likely worse. After a few more days of highs in the 90s, even if rain falls next weekend, it will not be enough to stabilize crops. And another week of deteriorating condition rating should follow this one. I do not think that the trade understands how bad things are out here. They act like the crops are stable, sitting and waiting for rain, and everything will be fine. That probability ended some time ago. Once it appeared that Iowa elevators would be inundated under the fall harvest, and now they are not. Dry corn harvest will have implications for both basis and storage. If the rains forecast this weekend do not materialize to stabilize crop conditions, they'll go into freefall. Dent doesn't protect corn. Soybeans will shed some pods when they have nothing left to fill them. They'll be flat. There are still lots of shorts in corn to cover. On the demand side, Chinese demand for corn is underestimated by the trade. Between the combination of the derecho, the current late season drought and Chinese demand, it could all add up to near a billion bushels coming off the 2020-21 corn carryover. It'll take a while for the market to accept that. One thing that I do not put much stock in is the late farmer FSA acreage certifications. Many now expect fewer harvested acres based on a reduction in certifications reported so far. FSA offices were closed to walk-in traffic because of the pandemic and deadlines were extended. I think that certification of acres will come after a delay. On cattle, Friday's cattle on feed report was no help. While the focus was on high placements, up 11%, compared to an average trade guess of up 6%, marketings of 99% are not enough to improve currentness. There are too many cattle on feed 120 days and longer, which finish heavier. I noted that feeder cattle were toppy, and the drought has forced more light feeders, unable to find grass, on feed. The western part of the United States is literally on fire, and the drought has expanded east. The haze in the sky that we see in Iowa is coming from the million acres plus that have burnt in California. The last cutting of hay was short here and looks done for the year. Feed was cheap, though that may be ending too. Feeder cattle tend to lead and it looked like they were. Hedgers were looking to sell open chart gaps, but the problem will be getting someone to offset that sale by buying the chart gaps. The complex was partially braced for the bearish news for the report. The industry was pushing the front end supply into a hole created by sharply lower placements last spring from covid The report showed that the hole is being filled in on the backside now as placements surge again. Packers have increased cash cattle bids the past few weeks, but not as much as beef prices have appreciated. Beef demand has been more resilient than I expected. Packers are still showing leverage in what they pay for cash cattle, while gaining most of the benefit from the stronger-than-expected beef demand. Frankly, the cash cattle market relative to the beef product market has been disappointing. You've been listening to the Comstock report. For information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.